Hello, and welcome to Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm your host, Brandon. Well, before we get started today, I wanted to make a little bit of announcement. Um, first of all, if you hear rain in the background, I apologize. Of course, the first time it decides to rain in Los Angeles this year is the night I'm recording a podcast. Um, just my luck. But for those of you who are avid listeners of Leather Talk, you'll know that this podcast was started in 2020 as a weekly podcast followed by a Zoom meeting for listeners and guests of the show. And the last six months of 2022, we moved to a bi-weekly schedule. Now, as of today, 2023, Leather Talk will no longer be on a set schedule. As many of you know, I do all of my recording and editing on my own, and when we were in 100% lockdown mode, it was definitely easier to set aside the time necessary to achieve and produce the quality I think that this podcast deserves. Now that times have changed, I no longer believe I'm able to prioritize the time needed to maintain that quality. Therefore, episodes will be released as they are recorded and finished to those standards, rather than being on a set schedule. So please continue to stay tuned and follow me on all the socials to stay updated with any upcoming events. You can follow me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Additionally, if you are a Patreon subscriber and no longer feel that you are able to support a platform that is not releasing content on a weekly basis, of course, there are no hard feelings there. I really appreciate all of the support each and every one of you have given over the last three years, and I just want to say I really could not have done it without you. Thank you so much. I will still be releasing bonus episodes and content on the Patreon. The only aspect that is going to be changing is the time in which those are produced and published. So with all of that said, let's welcome our next guest to the show. He's a 27-year-old Los Angeles native who has earned the title of Mr. Christopher Street West 2023. Get ready for some more Leather Talk. Brandon, you're Mr. Bullet Leather 2020, and today we have Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, how are you? Doing well. I finally got you here in my house. <laughs> oh my God, is this a trap? <laughs> Why are all the windows closed and the doors? Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris. Okay, it's been two years yeah. since the last time we spoke over podcast. Actually, I kind of stole your episode mm-hmm. um, and put it on my podcast, but it was really your podcast where we talked about um, some of your, your leather journey, and, and here we are back. But Chris, before we get started, I guess, um, can you give us a little snapshot of who you are for those listeners who might not be familiar with you? Yeah, and I, I actually have a practice on this. Wait, I actually have been practicing this because I just won my title, so <laughs> and I had to do this a couple times. Yeah. So hi, I am Christopher Velasquez. My, I, my age is 27. <clears throat> 
and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, it is right. Um, I was born and raised in sunny California in the valley. I'm a valley boy, San Fernando Valley, 818. You know, if you know what's good, you know what's good. <laughs> um, and I've been part of the leather community, I think, for over, that was two years ago. So over three years, four years. I think I was like okay. a, a hardcore in the community um, for about three years. And yes, I am Mr. CSW. 2023 congratulations thank you, thank you. That, and, and to whoever heard the last podcast <laughs> we worked on this we're hard back. We <laughs> we're, back. we're back we're back we're back yeah you know and it's funny because when we spoke two years ago i mean a lot of people would have given up on getting that title and i want to talk about your journey with that but before we do i, I really want to get to know you more because i don't know if we know each other all that well you know on the deep i, I like to know my friends deeply mm. Oh, real deep and i just i just got <laughs> I, tight again i hope you dushed because we're going deep tonight <laughs> uh, my friends and i call it dush because it sounds a little more fancy than douche ah it sounds european it sounds a little european yeah it's like fetch <laughs> stop trying to make that happen <laughs> okay chris so 27 years old you identify as cis gay male you're yes. saying yes sis. when did you find out for yourself that you were homosexual i think that's tricky um that's tricky i i so trigger warning Mm -hmm. um i was i'm a survivor of you know finding out i'm gay by an older man Mm. you know i for the longest thought it was just part of that you know it was just that secret that kind of thing um but after a couple years you know, in high school, kind of, well, actually middle school, you know, when you start kind of sharing the showers with other people and you start real. And I, you know, it took me a little bit to realize it wasn't just something that happened to me, but it's something that like I also enjoyed on my own. Mm. And I and I I kind of built more than just being that person who those things happen to. And then I think as like a queer person Mm -hmm. like a a person who's like just more than just your sexuality i think that was like high school like i was the guy with all the girlfriends like i think in middle school i still hanged out with you know i still hanged out with girl um with like straight couples and you know was still had a girlfriend and did all of that yeah and kept it a secret but i think high school i was lucky enough to have a group of friends i went to you know a school in the valley and they had like a bridge program mm-hmm. and i was lucky that my first friend there was a lesbian mm. and then it was like a group of like misfits so then when i came out they were all like gay gasp mm. they're like oh we didn't know and i was but like but it was a sarcastic like so how old were you at this point when you came like, out to your friends so this was before what before ninth grade so you're what i don't know wow yeah this was like before ninth grade this was like legit in the middle of like middle school. Like you graduate middle school and you go into high okay, school. Okay, well, we'll slow. Let's slow down. We'll hold up. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, so uh, it's crazy to me to think of coming out that early because I didn't because I was I was terrified mm. of coming out. I mean, you come from a Latino family, mm-hmm. also, right? Well, that's well, but I'm mind you, two different stories. Okay. I came out to my friends. I came out to to oh, people I at see. school. Okay. I didn't come out to my mom, funny enough, to senior year. 
and in the middle in wow. the middle of a heated fight my mom is like what you think of a traditional hispanic mom um another trigger warning she's hit us <laughs> she hit us very violently and she was one of those moms um and you know she, it, she was a mom that was like it hurts me more than it hurts you and i'm like mm, i'm pretty sure i'm the one with you know with the boils on my butt yeah you yeah. know and that's kind of how well, some of my fetishes maybe have started <laughs> um but yeah. regardless of that um i she i was scared of her so mm. i would like mind you everybody around her knew except her and i think and and we're going to talk about this later but my relationship with my mom is 100 percent different now um my mom came to my when mm. i i, I uh, when i won she wasn't there i found out later she wanted to be there mm. but she wasn't there and then i threw my kind of like my own party to celebrate me winning and she came to the party and she yeah. was like part of it and she like cried and we had like a touching moment but that that mom that was there is a completely different mom than I had when I was growing up, and we were in yeah. the middle of a fight, and I was like, and mind you, my birthday is February seven, um, so if you guys wanna, you know, send me gifts or whatever in the future, just whatever. Oh February seven. Oh my gosh, we're <laughs> Oh, yeah. so, um, I'm that that's almost towards the end of a school year, mm-hmm. and we were fighting, yeah. and I go, she's like. I don't know why you and your brother keep stuff from me and da, da, da. And I'm like, well, you are this type of person and we don't feel comfortable telling yeah. you stuff because we know what you're going to do. And I was like, I can't tell you stuff that are like deeply serious with me. And she goes, well, what, what are you keeping a secret? And I go, I'm a fucking faggot. And yeah, she's like, uh, mind you, this is an argument that we're like screaming at each other. And it felt like like it was like the upside down world. So at this point, you're using this as sort of ammunition. Yeah. I was like, oh, let me like you, you're hurting me. Let me hurt you more than you will ever. And mind you, I think for the longest, that was the toxicness between us. It was mm-hmm. like, how can we hurt each other? And I yeah. think this was like atomic bomb. Like, yeah. oh, let me hurt you so hard. And it was like I said that quiet crickets no one said anything it was wow. done a conversation i remember going to bed waking up the next morning and her going like come my mom's a seamstress she has like these old school machines these like really bulky machines and she spent the whole night sewing and she had one machine where she was sitting and then another machine that was facing her machine and she goes sit down i woke up at like six in the morning which High school never did that. She's like, put your hand in this single. She goes, I'm going to fix you. Um, She goes, sit down. And I go, okay. And she goes, is it true what you said last night? And I remember feeling like, well, my balls just went to my throat. (laughs) And she going like, well, I think we need to go talk to a psychologist. And now in perspective, what she meant talking to her now as like a full-grown adult that could have conversations with her that could uh, you know think she meant i don't understand what's going on i need help to understand you right at that moment my little kid brain was you stupid ignorant lady thinks that i need psychology and i need to get Mm. fixed myself and i got up and i was like no f you your impression was that you want she wanted you to be fixed and her process mind process was like let's work this out let's figure this yeah, out i don't get it yeah you know mind you she's like 
just came from Guatemala before I was born. I'm the oldest of four, you know, I was 18. So she's been in the States for like 20 years at this point. Yeah. Gay wasn't something that she knew. Um, she knew because of TV, she, the stereotypes, the cartoon, she didn't, I mean, and I wasn't a cartoon, you know, I wasn't this for whoever, wa- like, watches Spanish TV shows like Pirigela and, and all these, and Walter Mercado, all these people who are, like, big gay icons in the Hispanic community, I wasn't that. Yeah. I was your boy next door. I was a male presenting, male passing, straight guy passing guy, and I do on quotes because... That's her idea of that. That was her idea of that, you yeah. know? So she's sitting and going like, well, my son is not flamboyant. My son is not wearing crop tops. My son is not wearing f- colorful clothes. He's not, you know, prancing around. He's not, you know. That's her idea of gay. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I don't get this. Hmm. Let's go. Let, like, and, and thinking now, it's like, oh, she's so progressive. Even though she doesn't know a lot of stuff, her idea was like, oh, I don't have answers. I need help understanding this. We both need help understanding each other. Well, psychologists. Yeah. That's who you go for help, right. which is the correct thing to say. I mean, now yeah. as a grown up, I'm like, yeah, I wish I would have been like, yeah, let's go to a psychologist. We would have been closer years ago. You know, it wouldn't have taken 20, wouldn't have taken another four years before we were close, you know. But yeah, no, it was hard. And that day I like left and went to school, luckily. And, and this is like a... Uh, a through line through my life is luckily I had friends who were super supportive and were like, we got you, you know, my friend, my best friend, her name is Brittany. And she goes, Hey, if you need a place to stay, let me know. Yeah. You know, she goes, we got this, you know, all my friends were like, we're here for you. I, I'm a dramatic ass girl. So you know, it was a telenovela. I was like, I'm never going to go back home. (laughs) No one loves me. You know? And, but she was hurt. Yeah, she was hurt. She wasn't. And we've talked about this now. She wasn't hurt that I was gay. She wasn't hurt of that. What she was hurt is she felt stupid for being the last person to find out. And she felt she stopped talking to a lot of people of her friends. She stopped like socializing with some people because she felt like everybody looked at my. She was embarrassed. She looked at me. Yeah, she looked at she's like everybody looked at me like a stupid that didn't know what her son was doing. And everybody knew he was gay but me. And that hurts. Like, and, and I know that hurts. I, I know that yeah. feeling now. <laughs> and it sucks. And I always say I'm sorry. And I always... Now, my brother was so surprised when he called her. Because I, I won. And I obviously posted that I won. And he called her the next day. <laughs> and was like, oh, did your son tell you that he won? You know, he won something. And she goes, yeah. He called me at like 2 in the morning and let me know that he won. Yeah. And it's like, my brother was like, what? And then he called me. And he's like, you tell your mom... You told mom about you going and winning. Obviously him thinking more seediness, more. And I'm like, okay, my mom knows what she has to know. She knows I'm, you know, she knows what the title is, what the title does. She understands the idea of the community. Yeah. I don't have to go into the details of, hey, it's based. She doesn't need to know if you're on your knees. She doesn't need to know. Exactly. Which one day, (laughs) mind you, one day, and this was towards the beginning, we're having dinner. Uh And she goes. So are you a top or a bottom oh. in Spanish? And I looked at her and I was like, Ugh, <laughs> disgusting. I was like, how would you even ask me? Now I go, oh, she was just trying to get to know her son she, that yeah. she didn't know. And my mom doesn't have a filter. I, I Mind you, I don't have a filter that either. That was the lingo that she probably Ex- discovered. And she was like, oh, this is a way I can Well, connect. she said it in Spanish. Right. She goes like, lo, lo, te lo dan o, o lo das? <laughs> 
which I was like, ugh, because it sounded so much nastier <laughs> in Spanish. But the thing is, you know, she has no filter. You know, yeah. my mom is, says stuff like she feels it, like her heart's it. And there is also not the like, hey, maybe I should not ask this in front of like the whole family. Right. We're having it's dinner. not one of those things. Yeah. yeah. And then mind you, we're not getting along at this point. So maybe just don't ask me at all. But she was trying to get to know her son. And looking back, I feel unfair to her for not giving her those opportunities then. Yeah. Now, you know, when The Veneno came out, we watched it together. We've watched Drag Race together. We watched Drag Race España because she only talks Spanish. So I give her those chances. We watched Posed. We watched all seasons of Posed together. Wow. And I give her those chances to A, understand the gay culture, B, be able to ask me whatever she wants. And I don't have any, when it comes to her, she can ask me anything. Even if it's uncomfortable, I will answer it. Will I kind of avoid some of those sexual things? Yes. My mom, she's my mom at the end of the day. And there's certain limits and respect that I have for her. But I will try to answer the best I can. And she proves to me every single time that she can handle and that she's there for me. And I think that's that's what took us so many years. That's what took us so many years to get to a point. But we're there. And it's so beautiful. And mm. And I know that not everybody has it, and and I so I cherish it so much more, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So you guys are, are obviously much closer yeah. at this point. I mean, have you had one of those fights, re like since you've come out and had that transition? Like, Oof. like did your relationship change so, at its core at that point? Or no, it took. I mean, maybe. At this point, it took maybe a year, <laughs> like a year ago, our relationship had changed. And really, since I moved out, it changed. Um, but and it changed in a, lot, in a lot of ways. She's been supportive to me, like, since I graduated. I think it took her, like, a year yeah. to, like, for me to come out as a gay person. It took her maybe, like, a couple months to, like, okay, this is my son. This is what I have to deal with. This is what I'm going to do. My mom is a tiger mom at the end of the day. Even if she doesn't agree... She's yeah. still going to fight for her sons. Yeah. Right. So it took her, a you know, for that, uh, in that sense. And me and my brother have a uh, tumultuous relationship. So my brother has been, has said hurtful stuff to me and about me being gay and, and has screamed it and used it against me. And she stood there and been like, so what, mm -hmm. like, call it she's like call him out if he's lazy call him out if he's stupid call him out if he you know steals money or whatever don't yeah. call him out he's gay that like that's out like that's but, yeah. not even a point yeah so i've seen her defend me from like my she's defend me from my brother she's defend me from my stepdad she's defend me from like random people she's like she's like an advocate because if, if she's on the bus or she's wherever you know she cleans houses and there's like a group of ladies or whatever and someone says like something a little bit homophobic or transphobic or whatever she'll be the first one to be like mm, you don't know that yeah you don't know like you you need to meet someone like that maybe she doesn't say hey my son is gay or whatever but she makes the point of until you know and you have experiences, let's not talk about that because it's not as simple as you think it is. And yeah. and I've heard her have those and she's had them in front of me. She's had them, you know, I, I, later on she'll like, we'll have a conversation and she'll be like, well, this happened, 
you know, and I said this and this, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, damn, okay, okay, I see you. Like, she's she's became an advocate for me and and for for the community, and I don't even think she she sees it as that. She just sees it as her defending her son. You yeah. Know? So I mean, I know we're gonna get to your competition and everything, but when I went to your victory party, mm-hmm. and like. <laughs> Hold on, I need a drink. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No no! no, no, no <laughs> that no, TikTok. No. I need that TikTok. Can you insert? I'm just yeah, joking. we can insert. Yeah, as long. <laughs> no, um, like I'm, I'm legit getting emotional right now because, like, when I was at your victory party, I like teared up because mm. your mom was right there, mm. and like, you have no idea, like, or maybe you do. Like when I saw your mom there and she was smiling and she was sitting at the table and she were introducing her to your friends, like I wish my mom was like that. Well, you, I mean, I, you know, you I saw, wish I had your mom. I really do. And you I, could have her. I, I, I was going to go up to you and be like, but I was just like, no, we're not going to make this about me tonight. Like, <laughs> wow, what a way to just steal my moment. <laughs> but I, I, I do like, I, I like envy you. For Aww. sure, to have a mom like that, like thank you, thank you. It, 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 like I said, there's a lot of good that comes with that lady, and I love her so much. Yeah, but there's moments where I'm like, you should have swallowed, because <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Lord, you should have swallowed. <laughs> I mean, I'm a gift to the world, so maybe not. But no, she, you know, I and I, ugh, that day. Um, we'll talk about it more. Well, so I. I short story long is i have um a leather papa i have a leather i have a drag mother um like i said i have very tight community around me and i am part of the leather community and i'm part of the weho community Mm -hmm. and the and that and that's other side of the community the other side of the tracks oh well then definitely have to talk about that that. but um (laughs) so it was my first time having my biological mom, my drag mom, and my leather daddy in the same place. And I call my drag mom mom in front of my mom. Like, when we're talking and she's like, oh, you know, what did you do this? I was like, oh, I went with my mom to this and this and this. And she doesn't feel weird about it. She, like, yeah. like I told you, she watched Pose. So I think she understands where those family connections and yeah. what the what we're talking that about. chosen family. And then, obviously, I have daddy issues. So when I said, hey, my, you know, my papa's helping me with this. And she understood, like, why. And we'll get into that when we talk about the contest. But why I calling him daddy or papa is not in a sexual way at all and trust me we, there's nothing sexual between us but it's really him being a father figure in the community for me yeah and overall he is a father figure for me um i have real daddy issues and he's really fixing those real daddy issues with his help um and her understanding that and when she came first of all it was such a coincidence that um my drag mother wore red and then obviously, well, we're gay, so she wanted to match my sash, Aww. and she wore red and black. So she showed up in red and black. And then my mom, I get her from her lift, and she's wearing red and black. <laughs> Do you think she knew, or was that a coincidence? I think that was that that, that was, was baby destiny. Jesus working. <laughs> <laughs> that was baby Jesus working. She, I, yeah, because my mom I, I, and I haven't asked her, but <laughs> she just wore red and black that day, and like I was like, oh, okay, you're we're matching, cute. And then I was like, oh shit. 
it were match you're matching my mom too yeah and then i was like my moms are matching so then there's like a cute little picture of the three of us and it was so emotional and i already had an emotional breakdown when i was giving my speech at the contest and then i had another one when i was um at the at the party and then when i really couldn't control myself was saying things to my mom and having my mom sitting like my mom mom sitting there yeah because I do know what it means. I know what it means within the community. I know what it means personally to me to be, have this relationship with her. I know what it means, like I said, in the community. I know that not everybody is lucky as I am. And, and trust me, I stand in a lot of my privileges. And that's one of the privileges that I'm the happiest about. Having the privilege of having a mother who is supportive. She bought me my shorts that I wore for the bar wear. Those mm-hmm. shorts, I will never get rid of them. She, I was stressing. I was like, I really want them. I know I know it's like extra. I don't really need them. It's bar wear, I could wear whatever. Like it's, it's but I really want them. Yeah. And she goes, how much are they? And I go, she goes, well, here, here you go. Get the money. And I go, no, 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 no. I was like, I moved out. I told you that I was going to do it on my own. This is something I'm doing on my own. And she goes, did I not teach you right? And I go, what? First of all, what do you mean? Rude. She goes, take, if someone is giving you something, take it. They're giving it to you. Yeah. They know why they're giving it to you. So I, as your mother, I'm giving you this money so you get those shorts. Don't ask me or don't tell me you don't want handouts. This is not a handout. This is a gift from me to you. Yeah. And she made me get that money and she I went to go get the shorts and I felt uh, I loved them and and she was so happy so she that's how supportive she is. How that special. Even. So like trust me like I I couldn't and even I get it out. I saw those I saw those shorts you were wearing up on on the stage. And I will I will say I've not seen anyone wear shorts like that before up on that stage no. like for that for that round. Um and like low key, I remember somebody commenting and they're asked like, they were really just questioning. I was like, oh, I wonder why he's not like wearing a jock or I wonder mm-hmm. why he's not wearing this or that. And I'm like, that's what he felt like wearing. But now hearing the story behind it, like how special that like, I mean, that's what leather is all about. Yeah, yeah. Like it's about that legacy. And the fact that your mom was up there with you on that stage in some capacity, yeah. like that's incredible. And, 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 it means, like I said, it means the world not, like, like I said, our relationship at its best for the longest was a relationship of hate, mm-hmm. a relationship of, I wish I could not be part of this family. I wish that, I wish I had the money to leave. I wish I had, I wish I could just move to another state. I wish I could just not know these people. I wish, like legit, watching like pose being like i could just leave and go to new york and start new and forget that i have anybody in la that was me for the longest now if you ask me i don't know if i could do that i would be like hey i i need to be here for my mom i need to like make sure i could like i i pay her bills i pay her this and and it doesn't hurt me like Mm -hmm. i'm not someone who makes a lot of money i'm not someone who's like you know like i pinch every penny but the one thing that I will never stop and it has never hurt me is paying her bills. And it's and that's like a testament to where we're at. Yeah. 
because it doesn't hurt me. It's just something that I don't even think about. I just do. And I, and I did without her asking. My mom is a prideful person like I am. And she hated the idea of me doing it. But I told her, I'm not going to take a no. The card is already paying the bills. Yeah. Unless you're going to give me the money cash and <laughs> I'm not going to take it. So yeah, we're going to be in a, a standstill. So just deal with it. And that's, yeah, that's our relationship now. And I mean, the biggest takeaway is, I mean, she gave me those shorts. Yeah. And trust me, like, I felt like a bad bitch with those shorts, especially yeah. knowing, like you said, she was there. She was there in spirit. Yeah. I mean, and, and then finding out the next day that she wanted to be there. Yeah. Wow. And it just didn't, she goes, I knew there was going to be a lot on your table. <laughs> so I didn't want to burden you with having me there and having you worried if I was comfortable I mean, you saw, like, I kept yeah. going, like, at the, at the, at the thing, yes, it was my night, but I kept going, are you okay? Do you need water? Do you want this? Do you want that? Like, I left it with my friends, but I went to go talk to people, and the, the, the second I could go and, like, hey, are you good? You're like, you're good? Okay. She'd be like, no, I'm good, I'm good. And then I would, like, go back, check on stuff, yeah. go back. So I, she's like, I didn't want to do that for you for the day of the contest. I wanted you to be in there. And your mom sort of has this, like, energy, this ambiance of, like... <laughs> Like, like Mother Teresa or something. Like, she's just sitting there calm, but she has, like, this presence yeah. of just being there and just a constant smile on her face. Yeah. I'm like... Well, she was proud no. of her son. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom, I mean, if you know me, you know I like to laugh. I like to party. I mean, we we, we already <laughs> went into this, into this knowing that we were going to laugh. And obviously, we haven't laughed because... And I throw my jokes in there, but... We're having like a serious conversation, but if yeah. you know me, you know that's like who I am. Yeah, and I got that a hundred. Oh, and I like to drink, and I can hand my liquor that I got that from her. Your mom. <laughs> that's full DNA. That's her full DNA right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm envious, like I said, but I think it's your story of coming out and where you are today is such a testament to just like being true to who you are. Like, because at the end of the day, like. What really, like, I think, based off of your story, like, changed your relationship and, like, in turn changed your life was you being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. When did you discover leather? So, let's go back in time. You know, let's get on this time machine. <laughs> um, no, um, I, my, I discovered leather. Two times. Officially discovered leather when I went to the first, my first time to LA Pride. Mm. You know, those, the little back tent where you had to be 18 and over to mm. go in. And you, there's a little line that you go in and you see a whole world where the sun I, does not touch. I wouldn't touch. know I'm a virgin. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then obviously, you know, I grew up listening to podcasts i've i love documentaries i love i'm a a nerd to heart like mm -hmm. i listened to this is this is how you know who's a real podcaster and a real gay like fanatic is <laughs> if you know what like johnny mcgovern the gayest uh the gayest podcast was this is like a podcast that came out of new york mm. back when there was only like three podcasts yeah um feast of fun is another one that they all came out of like new york and they were like telling us the new york life 
and like that was the first time I heard like about drag queens and I heard about under underground parties and and sex parties and it just exposed you to gay culture exactly I met I met um Caswell and all these like gay iconic people Amanda Lepore yeah all of this world right yeah. and so I knew in concept what that was what the leather community like kind of was but then the first time I met them was the first time I met them was at LA Pride and it was like oh I was so intrigued like I remember going to LA Pride for three years after that yeah knowing that no matter what I was gonna end up at that tent that was the first time I got tied up that was the first time I got whipped that was the first time I explored electro that was the first time I explored anything sexual mm-hmm. like that and mind you not the most sexual place because it's a lot of demos they're just demos yeah. and you have your clothes on which i don't wear a lot of clothes regardless <laughs> especially if it's a pride event i mean you're barely wearing any clothes now. right now nothing um <laughs> so yeah so but it was like the first time you know it was, it was the times where it, it it wasn't a sexual heavy thing yeah it was just more exploring Right. So that was, I think, the first time. And then then going to the Eagle, going to the Bullet, going to the Bullet, because uh, I'm a, a Valley girl, so obviously the Bullet. Yeah. And then going to the Eagle. So those were kind of my, me kind of getting into this community. Yeah. Do you remember your first piece of leather? Yes. So I got it from Gearworks. Okay. Um. Obviously, Arturo. Yeah. He just passed away not long ago. Um, he was super sweet. He he made my first. It was a transformer, but it was like it was the, it was called a transformer harness, and he did it out of his house. I guess it was like a yeah. little shop he had. This was before before the, bullet. the shop in the back of the bullet. Yes, before yeah. that, it was way before that. And I remember because I I met him at the tent. Um, and I was like, oh, I want one. Obviously, thinking it was like, oh, you know. Like every everything in WeHo, like or in at LA Pride, like a couple dollars, like yeah, you know. Couple and then I go hundred, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, he goes, "Well, this is how much it is," and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah." Um, I will have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull out a second mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Pull out a house so um, I was like, "Yeah, I'll have to come back." He gave me his card, and I was like, "Okay, you know, if you want one, here's my card. Just let me know." Followed him on Instagram. Blah 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 blah. And then saved up my money and was like, I want one. Went to him and he was like, I, can, I, I know he can tell that it was like, I was excited. This was my first piece. I, I, yeah. I, I really worked myself up to this. Like, and he was like, okay. I had a friend who actually got a harness before. And got, I think he read my friend as, oh, this guy's just getting a harness just to get a harness. Yeah. I think he saw something within me because he came. He like, he, instead of giving me like, the one that's there, he was like, here, let me take your measurements. Took my measurements, made it very yeah. special. Um, I, my initials are in the front and the back. No way. He saw how nervous I was about it and like not messing it up that he put like, there's like little um, arm, the, like the bottom of the arm, he like stamped arms <laughs> so I would <laughs> not get confused and know how to do it. Like he was 
super sweet and 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 gave it to me at the price like the like at the center you know but then now that i know more about leather that was fully customized like he customized yeah. it to me and i think he saw he saw something in you exactly because he doesn't do that to everybody like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i mean obviously knowing him after that and knowing you know he like washed it for me and was like oh for like two years just bring wow. it whenever you want I'll wash it for you. And I was like, okay, cool. I think he was like, this kid does not know how to wash leather. So let me do this for him. So yeah, that was my. He doesn't do that for everyone. And I'll tell you because my first harness from him. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I picked this off from the floor. Do you want this? (laughs) He puts, okay. Single the mile. Okay. I think it was like 20s. I don't remember when it was 2017, 2018, something like that. Single the mile. All fucked up at the bullet bar. Has I have my card open. I'm like, oh, let's try on some harnesses. Blah blah. blah. He's like, oh, here's this one. Try this one on. And he puts it on. Take has me take my shirt off. Puts it on. Fits it to me. He goes, it looks good on you. Do you like it? I was like, yeah. He goes, do you have a card at the bar? I'm like, yeah. It's it's branded. And then he's like, all right, cool. Next day, I wake up with a sombrero and a harness on. Ooh. <laughs> And my check. <laughs> <laughs> and it was negative <laughs> negative three hundred dollars. <laughs> but I tell you, I love that artist. And it's a story. And you know, it, it was so special, especially now like now, you know, he's passed mm-hmm. and like we have these memories of him and Yeah, I, I, I went in there once and I was like, Hey, like this was like my first washing and I was like, Hey, um you said because I'm really bad at like Let's say you, like, even you and me are close, and yeah. you were like, hey, Chris, I could show you how to do this. Yeah. Trust me. It will take me a whole three weeks to build the courage to, to come, come and, and ask, ask you. Yeah. And then not only that, then the minute I'm standing in front of you, I'm like, so, um, yeah, um, that thing you said. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. Are you sure? Like, I'm not in your way right now. Like, I mean, I could come back. And you're just like, oh, just here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And exactly what it was. I was yeah. like, so, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, stop by whenever you want. Okay. Um, I'm on my way. Is is that okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm outside. I could come back if you need me to come back. And he's like, No, no, I'm waiting for you. He like opened the, the the back garage and was like, Oh, here, here, I'll do it. And I was like, Okay. Well, um, do you want me to go? And then he was just like, Just chill. Just try to get on my knees. <laughs> like, I'll suck your dick. Like, I'll, I'll, do it. I'll do whatever you want. Just do it. Um, he was like, No, just relax. He's like, Um, he goes, If you want to stay, you can stay or come back in a couple hours and 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 do it. And I was like, Okay, thank you. Um, and he was just like. Whenever I would I would walk in when he did have the shop at, at the bullet, it, he would just like, oh, hey, how are you? And I hug me and do you want anything? Are you going to get something? And I got like a couple of little things. Mind you, this was like way before I even was even thinking about running. Yeah. So I was just like getting like little dumb little things, you know, the harness was really. And I wore, I wore it the first time I ran and I was super proud of it. And I told them. This is only the like the real the first real piece of leather and the only real piece of leather I have. And I wore it again this time. Yeah. And I wore it this time with more pride. And I wore it this time being like, this is my first one. Yeah. This is the one that means the most. And I wore it for my interview because of that. Because I was like, this is the one that means the most. Every this single is the first one of those one. pieces you had had a meaning yeah. to you. And, and And we could get into this. Um, now I ran with the idea. I didn't run with formals. You're talking about the first time? No, the second, the second time. time. The second okay. time. Okay. 
Um, okay, well, here, let's get into that. The first time I ran, everything was borrowed. Well, first of all, why did you run in the first place? <laughs> well, the first time um, I ran because I was intrigued. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a I'm a RuPaul's kind of girl. You know, I'm a RuPaul girl. And I was like, ooh, I could and win a And why CSW, not the bullet? So the, the, the short answer is, back then, was I'm a RuPaul's girl. I was like, I could win a contest. Mm. Nah. <laughs> I watched enough seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm experienced. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and I, I ran that because of LA Pride. So mm. th- that is the truth. And I that was special to you because, because of your experience. Of my stories, yeah. yeah. So, so yes, was there a little bit of mm, trickery in that? Yes. But the truth is, I did run because I did connect with LA Pride. LA Pride means a, means a lot to me. It's been a big part of my life has been a big part of me coming out as a gay person. Um, we we overall mm-hmm. is a big part of my identity. Um, like I said, drag race and all of this, um, the mainstream yeah. narrative. That's me. I am the walking mainstream narrative. <laughs> so it, in truth, that's what it was. I knew LA pride. I knew CSW because of LA pride and I knew I could win and I felt like I could win. And I, and, and even back then, Maybe it wasn't as clear to me mm-hmm. now, now, but I knew I could bring something to the community. Yeah, I just didn't know because I wasn't that into the community. I I was someone who was in the outside, being like, "Oh, I could be in there," and now I now to zoom out <clears throat> to now, I'm someone within the community, being like, "Oh." From the outside, I felt like I could do something. Now, from the inside, I feel like I am doing, and I could do so much more. Yeah. And still, LA Pride was such a big part of my identity as a person, as a gay person. Um, WeHo is such an a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people have used, oh, he's a WeHo queen. He's a this, and to minimize me or or. Or bring me down, or or to discount my leatherness or my whateverness. Yeah, but it's not. I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am. I am the mainstream person. I am the WeHo person. I am the the RuPaul's Drag Race girl. Like I am all of those things because all of those th- things have built me to who I am. Yeah. Now I am also all these leather things because all these leather things and all these leather relationships have built me to the person I am too. So not only because I'm a leather person, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not a weeho person too. Right. I can be both. Yeah. And I could be awesome at both. Yeah. And I am awesome at both. <laughs> I would say great. <laughs> yeah, I think that is kind of the stereotype and, and like I'll be the first person to and I think I said this in our first episode mm-hmm. together too, to to say like I'm not that into WeHo. And I think now that I look back, it it doesn't have to do with like, it, it seems like a shallow statement, but I think just like in general, I'm not into the like the clubby clubby scene, which is fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of times people associate WeHo with an attitude mm-hmm. or WeHo with like a, a type of persona. And then when people try to put you in that category, that box, they think, oh, well, if you're a WeHo queen, you can't be X, Y, Z. And it's kind of powerful. Like I, even you just being you 
kind of helped change even my perspective about like what WeHo is. The WeHo queen could be. You and know it's what funny I mean? because, and and this is something I talk about a lot. And, and this is, I think, could fit in a lot of different things. We like to other people. Yeah. Because it's easier. I don't like, I mean, and to your point, I don't like a leather bar. Mm. I don't like, like, I'm Hispanic. Give me alcohol. Give me a dance floor. Give mm. me music. Give me music that I can actually listen to. You go to a lot of these bars. The music is elevator music for all I care. Because <laughs> everybody's talking louder. <coughs> everybody's talking louder than the music. Yeah. And maybe if I take a breath for two seconds, I can hear a song. Yeah. And it might be a song that I was like, really? This is what we're playing? Okay. Okay, but first of all, this is a song that they play in WeHo, so all of you, (laughs) you're like, we should be thump a thumping right now. We should be on the dance floor. We're all talking about the same. Like, if I wanted to talk, first of all, bring me to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk, bring me to your podcast. No, if we're gonna talk, let's go home. It's gonna be cheaper. First of all, no one's wasting as much gas to go. All the way to who knows where to this bar. No one is paying a cover and no one is paying drinks that are watered down. This is so funny, Chris, because I've never heard this perspective before because I'm I'm laughing inside because I like leather bars specifically for the reason that there's talking over the <laughs> music. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting, you know, to each their own. No. And I get what you're saying, though. But th- is that is that part of the reason why you have such a love for sea friends because you've brought leather to sea friends yeah. and i well you see when yeah. i so let me just finish that little rap sure. real quick but so that's why i'm a weho queen because uh-huh. you go to weho there's music you can dance you can dance all night and not talk to mm. anybody and it's a great night you mm. can drink and dance drink and dance you there's not one bar that does that there's like eight bars down the block. If you don't like the music from one, you could go to another one. If you're like, oh, you know what? I want a little like house. Doons, oons, oons. You go to one and then you're like, you know what? Feet away. Yeah. I want some R&B. You go like walk across the street and there's another one. Or you're like, you know what? Ariana Grande. Let's go get some of that. And then you, so you can do that. You can't oh, do that. How are you going to do that at a, a leather <laughs> one? You know, you might be changing my perspective and opinion. So I think coming to that's. Hang out. So what, what people say, oh, that's the WeHo thing. Mind you, circuit parties, which are, there's a lot of leather circuit parties, are basically with Hollywood with leather on it. Mm. So these people who are like, I hate WeHo. WeHo is da 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 They go to circuit parties. Mm. So make it make sense. Reclaim me my time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so those people who are like, I don't like circuit queens. Because, hey, if you look at leather nights... A lot of leather nights, all the guys look a, a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. They're chiseled. They're tall. They're this. They're that. That's what they complain about WeHo. Interesting. Now, if you think about it, if you go to WeHo, there's a lot of trans people who are in dancing. You go. I mean, the biggest one that they all like to be like, well, the Abbey. Da 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 da. The Abbey has go go's who are trans, hmm. who are women of color. Who are men of color now if you go to a lot of these leather bars you might not find trans dancers you might not find women of color or men of color dancing 
So the things that were being like, hey, we don't like them because they're not inclusive. They're not this. They're not that. Why are they doing that? But then we're not doing that in our community. And then we complain that we don't like this community because they're not this. So what you're saying is like both communities, which end both up, communities do end that. up complaining about the same things yeah, about each other. Yeah, because if you go to like the they're like, oh my god, huh. they're so sexual, they're so this, they're so that. Talking about the leather community, girl, <laughs> the things I've done at certain bars, <laughs> and the the kinkiest, and you could ask my papa, the kinkiest. <laughs> The first ones to want to get fisted are some of these weak queens. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all the same, and it's easier to be like, and, and that's my whole idea, my whole, I, and I and I run uh, on this, and I, you know, when I had my podcast, I talked about this. It's let's find the common ground. It's easy to be like, hey, Brandon, you're a slut, and that's why I don't like you. <laughs> but instead, if I'm like, hey, we're both sluts. And we, no one should really like us. <laughs> That's easier. Yeah. It's easier to find a common ground than being like, I mean, it's easier to be like, hey, I don't like you because of this than finding a common ground and yeah. being like, I actually like you because you're an, a real person in front of me. So it's easier. And there's an agenda of people who don't want us within the communities hmm. to get along. And instead of us fighting with the straight people who make us feel like shit, we're fighting with each other. Instead of getting with each other and being like, hey, we're not the issue because in the end of the day, we have the same experiences. We have the same struggles. The ones that are oppressing us and taking our rights away and, and you know, not to get political. That's but, where our focus should be. You know, yeah. they're the ones doing stuff and, and re, you know, taking stuff back from us and trying to take stuff back from yeah. us. But instead, we're focusing on, well, I don't like this community because this community does this. And I don't like that community because that community does that. When both communities, regardless, have their own issues and their own setbacks. But in the end of the day, both communities have their own <laughs> issues and their own setbacks. But in the end of the day, we have the same struggle. And if we go to a straight place with homophobic people, no matter if you're the leather daddy or you're the weho queen, we're both getting jumped and maybe killed. So that's what we need to think about at the end of the day. Instead of being like, well, I don't like those people because they listen to Ariana Grande and Ariana Grande is mainstream. Yeah, petty things like that. And it's funny because, uh, not funny, haha, but funny, ironic, um, that like the, it, it's such a truth, but you're the first person I've spoken with on this podcast who outwardly has said it today and in our first episode together on your, on your show. Um, sort of like, if we can't even get along within our own community, how do we expect to make change? And how do we expect to defend ourselves from other people that are coming after us kind of kind of deal, and you know? If you really listen to these... I listen to Rogan because I like to listen to people I don't get along with. Mm -hmm. And I, I listen to him and I'm like, you're stupid. You're dumb. <laughs> Everything you say is so stupid. But the biggest through line of all his conversations are... If they can't agree themselves, hmm. how do they want us to agree? And they're in he's hundred percent right. He was talking about the trans thing and the whatever his name who I don't like because his his special was very transphobic. Hmm. But his whole thing was there's people on this side that think it was funny, and there's this other side that of softies who don't think it was funny. They they're both 
people in the LGBT community and they don't agree with themselves, how are we supposed to know what to do? He's right. That's interesting. Because if we're fighting with each other and we're being like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. What makes us believe that they're going to look us and be like, well, he, you know, Brandon is telling me this. Chris is telling me this. They're both gay and they can't figure it out. Who gives a fuck what I say in the end of the day? They can't even figure it out. So if we're divided, it's easier. And I mean, if you think about it in anything, the more divided you are, it's easier to bring you down. And that's what it is. And then the day we're dividing ourselves and it makes it easier for the straight people to be like, I'm not going to get involved with this because you guys can't like you guys figure it out first. Uh-huh. It's your issue. <clears throat> and then tell us how we can help you. Well, we're never going to figure it out if we're always being like, well, duh, 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 duh. and it's going to be easier for them to be like, well, I'm going to clean my hands because until you guys get your little panties out of a bunch. Yeah. Let me know how to figure this out. So would- it, it, it gives them an easy cop out. Which so is stupid. Would you say that like part of your goal platform or whatever it is that you hope to do as Mr. CFW is to bring visibility to finding common ground between yes. those communities? And I think it's, and I mean, you said this, it's also just underst- like just giving point, this point I made with my mom and it just clicked right now. My mom had an idea of what a gay person was until she got to meet her son she was like, oh, wait, that idea was wrong. You said this. Hey, we've had conversations. I thought this was Wiko was. Hmm. This was what Wiko people were. But then once I got to know you, I changed my idea. Hmm. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. If at the least what I can do is, hey, now you know a Wiko person. That's why I said I don't take, call me a Wiko person. Name this episode, Wiko Queen Talks Shit for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if for the if the least I do is prove that I can be a WeHo queen, I can go to WeHo every other week, whatever, and still be a great leather person. Uh At the least, I can change someone's mind that not necessarily being a WeHo person is a negative thing. Yeah, because it's not. Because it's the same way I would say that towards a WeHo person. If I can show one WeHo person that being a leather person is not this horrible thing, then I did my job. Mm. I showed someone that it everything is not black and white and you can be both things and you don't necessarily have to hate one to get along with the other or you don't, I don't expect only the leather community to have my back. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the WeHo community to only have my back. I'm not winning for this community i'm gonna win for who i am and i am both Hmm. so you're gonna see me doing leather stuff you're gonna see me doing wiko stuff because that's who i am i'm like you said i am who i am and and that's all the only person i can be now if you don't like it and and something i've learned in the last couple of months is if you don't like regardless of what it is personally if you don't like me you're going to find a reason not to like me. I will say one thing that's wrong. Hmm. And that'll be the one thing you hold on to. And that's what happens within the community. The leather person says one thing wrong. And then they're like, well, you see, this is why we don't like them. The WeHo person says one thing wrong. The leather community is like, well, you see, this is why we don't like them. Hmm. And it's not that. 
it's like, hey, let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Because it's I'm more I'm more than one side. I'm more than one side. You've gotten to know me on both sides, yeah. and you like who I am. So it 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 shouldn't you you shouldn't be like oh well I don't like Chris because he's a weeho queen. Yeah. And and discounting me because of that is a disservice to yourself more than to me. Because at yeah. least I know who I am. I I, I love myself. I love myself a little too much. Some people would say. <laughs> well, and then you take away that opportunity to find. To know somebody who's yeah. fucking awesome. How would you know Beyonce's uh, dropped an amazing outfit, album if you didn't know uh, WeHo Queen? <laughs> they would not. I mean, they would play at the bullet, but you would never be able to hear it. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, I think this is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is uh, that girl, Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, <laughs> you crack me up. Okay, so let's talk about your 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 second coming. I guess you would say. Um, My name is Christopher, which means Christ. So, oh, well, there <laughs> okay. we go. There we go. This was my second coming. Well, that is going to mark the end of episode one with Chris Velasquez here on Leather Talk. Stay tuned for our part two together coming out very very soon. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet and Twitter as Brandon Bull LA. Thanks again for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky. Okay.